the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, let's do it, baby. You know what it is. You know the vibes. 800-919-3776. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. Hit us on Twitter. Get at us. At Ty D. Butler. He's at Brandon Jacobs 27. Head over to the gram. Holler at us. Over on the socials, we've got Tom Bauer. We've got Harvey Cruz. And we got week seven of the NFL season. Jets on a bye after that win last week against the Eagles. Meanwhile, the Giants at home, underdogs against the Commanders. And we've got Brandon Jacobs pulling up on the scene. What's up, Brandon? Man, I'm here. I pulled up. The car's parked. I'm ready to go. Getting ready to get out, walk in. What's up, baby? Speaking of cars parked, you know there was like, uh, you know, I want to say maybe a 5% chance he was going to do the show solo today. Really? So I pull up to the studio, driving, cruising along. Beautiful day in New York City. Finally, that that rains has has uh, has stopped. But you know, I, I at the last minute noticed like this woman coming out of a spot, and at this time it's hard to come by. So you know, I pulled over, but because the block is so narrow, I got a taxi cab behind me trying to get by. I had to inch up, you know, a little further than I wanted to. So just on the surface, it didn't look like I was the one waiting for that spot. So you had multiple cars come by and try to dive in. Your boy Ty had to get out, you know, actually physically get out the car and let him know, nah, this is my parking spot. And, and one person at first showed some resistance. And then I guess when he saw the physique, he didn't want the smoke. So he decided <laughs> to go about his way. But yeah, that, that, so, that so, almost so happened. Physique, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get me saying that to Brandon Jacobs. You know, the, the, the former football player who every time I go on Instagram is putting up 200 dumbbells, that doesn't come across as, you know, the way it should be. But, you know, yeah, that, that did happen this that, that that did happen this afternoon. So you're almost solo today. Oh, man, that would have been bad because I don't know if I'm ready to run the whole show by myself. I think you would have been good, man. You got a, a very winnable game today for your boys at home against the Commanders. And then part of my preparation, Brandon, was I'm on Twitter last night. Just, you know, perusing the internet, looking for stories, looking for nuggets. And I've got a highlight reel of uh, of Brandon Jacobs just running roughshod a couple years ago. Not a couple years ago, but maybe about a decade ago, running roughshod on the commander's defense. What did you have, two touchdowns? You and my Brad, Bradshaw? Had, yeah, we had about three touchdowns uh, total. Um, I had a – he had a – about uh, eighty something yards. We had, I think, I think, I think we put up one hundred and ninety-seven yards t- uh, total rushing yards on them, but between the two of us, um, yeah, it was easy work, man. It was, it was easy day in the office. So that was twenty ten, and I see you doing your little. Uh, I see Ahmad Bradshaw doing the swag surf. Then after you scored a touchdown, Giants won that game thirty-one to seven. You getting all up in people's faces, man. What's, what's, what's up with that? They were they were trash talking. Man, they were doing too much, man. So I scored, and he ran in and pushed me behind in the back, like. Come on, I'm like, why would you do that? Like, you're pushing the wrong one. I'm. Everybody in the stadium is happy because I scored. I'm happy because I scored. Because this happiness could turn into some real gangsters real quick. So don't don't put your hands on me, man. Don't like, don't do that. And I, I guess like that's you 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 cleaned it up for radio. But did that message get across the right way? Because after that, I saw you walked away, and he didn't really want no problems. Nah, nah, he was all good. <laughs> I love it. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, we're going to 2 o'clock today right here on 98.7 ESPN. And obviously, we got to start with the New York football giants uh, because today, technically, 
uh, fighting for their lives, trying to salvage the season. I got a bro prediction for you, Brandon. I'll hit you with this. I think the Giants win this game. And then a couple hours ago, I woke up. I saw the report from Schefter that Andrew Thomas did suffer a setback a couple weeks ago. What was that? Week four against the Seahawks. Uh, The Giants right now are cautiously optimistic that he could make his return next week. Week 8 against the Jets. So he looks like he's on his way back. Daniel Jones uh, was a long shot. Hasn't been officially announced, uh, but he's not going to play today. Tyrod Taylor's going to get the start. But as they get healthier, with their left tackle returning, you get Daniel Jones back. My bold prediction is, after the Giants win this game today uh, against Washington, you're going to get a bunch of fans calling up like, Yo! Don't count us out yet. We're not dead yet. Playoffs, 2-5. and five. Jets, we can win that game. Raiders after that, we can win that game. Schedule gets a little lighter. I, I, I think that you guys have you know, written our obituary way too premature. And as the schedule with the Jets, the Raiders, you got the Cowboys there, but then you play the Commanders and the Patriots. There are going to be some Giant fans out there calling us up, talking about, man, we might still be in the playoff hunt. Well, I mean, it's, it's possible. I say that, but we got to get a lot of stuff going. We got to get stuff together, man. I, I I don't know, I don't know what's going on, man. But we 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 gotta we can't go from where we were last year to this. This is not the move. This is definitely not it. And, and I don't know, you know, what's going on in uh, East Rutherford right now at the moment. But I mean, they got a pretty good team. I would say we can't look at the New York Giants roster like we look at uh, Chicago Bears roster and the, and the Carolina Panthers roster and say there is nobody on there. Mm-hmm. We can't do we can't we can't do that because you and I both know and everybody in the in the New England area know that that team is talented. We all know that. We've got some really good players on offense and really good players on defense. I think our coaches are really good. I just can't put my finger on what's going on. And it's to, and to start talking playoffs right now, uh, that that's not something that I would do until we fix these problems. You know, let's rip off two wins in a row. Let's you know, you know, let's rip off one win. Let's let's win convincingly, you know, for a change. And then we could put another win to you know together and then start talking about maybe, just maybe, we can get in the playoffs. But you know fans are, are very emotional and overreaction. Uh, they're very reactionary to things that happen in real time. And it's part of what like, what makes football so great, right? We only get it once a week with your team. So you are reacting to every single thing that happens and you can be swayed so quickly. You go from watching a Giants team that for the first, you know, five weeks of the season looked pretty much dead. They were the worst team in football, point differential, couldn't turn anybody over. And then on Sunday Night Football in a game there, you know, dogs by 15 and a half points against the Bills coming off of a loss, a contender in this AFC you're thinking they're going to get blown out, but the Giants were somehow one yard away from flat out winning the game. So all of a sudden, you go from that performance to beating Washington. You can start to talk yourself into maybe, maybe, you know, we're just not that far apart. I I, I agree with you. I, I, I think that would be too premature. I don't think Washington's good at all. They beat in the Broncos. They beat in uh, the, 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 they beat the Broncos. Uh, they did beat the Falcons last week. Um, and, and they, they beat the Cardinals. And this hasn't been a team that's impressed me. But I, I, I would beg to, to to say that there are some Giant fans. Hit us up, 800-919-3776, if you're on your way to MetLife Stadium to watch this game, who might be feeling optimistic if they could find a way to get this done today. 
Yeah, I mean, find a way to get this game. But we need this game because it's, it's, it's in a division. We win this game, we'll be one and one. In, you know, in a division. You know, and 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 that can be and that could be very interesting. It could have a three way tie. If it have a three way tie, because I think Dallas and Philly plays next, and I think Philly's going to get them. So that'll be all three teams. Well, Philly will be first, and we'll have a, a tie for second. Yeah. I mean, we're both being one and one. So, I mean, we got to get this game. We, we got to get it. You have to, because if you don't win this game, then the other spectrum of that is now we're talking about a fire sale. Like Saquon this past week came out and said, you know, he doesn't want to be traded, which you commend him for that because, you know, he's a, uh, uh, he comes across as a team first guy. And there are some phonies out here uh, who will say the right things and, you know, act like they're about the team. But you can kind of get the sense of Saquon. And I know, I know you know him personally. He's sincere. Like the fact that he is playing for a Giants team right now that we can be honest and say is going nowhere and has decided that he doesn't want to move his family, this is where he wants to be, got to commend him for that. But if they lose this game, you're Joe Shane, you're Brian Dable, you have to make that transition and look at what's the best move to make for the overall health of this organization. And that would be to try to, as best as possible, sell high on the assets that you have to try to hope and, you know, change that and, and convert that into some draft capital, looking ahead to you know, upcoming drafts and trying to rebuild this team that we're now watching is severely flawed and has a lot of holes to fill. Well, I'll tell you this. The way the business works, I would love Saquon Barker to remain in New York for his whole career. I would will, I will love that more than anybody because he's my, my favorite player. Uh, I still think he's a generational talent. It just it just goes just shows that as a running back you know position, you get hurt. That's just what it is. Um, you know, but the business, the way the business works, they always look out for they always look out for the organizations uh, more than you know than the player. You know, and um, with that being said, you know, whatever the Giants feel like make the Giants better. Uh, that's what the Giants, you know, that's what the Giants are going to do. Now, they might not even want to do that. Right. They might not want to do it. They may be in a situation where they have to do it. You know, I'm sorry, Saquon. We love you. We love you. Have, you know, we, we love you being around here. And if any way come back around and we can get you back here, we're going to do it. But right now we think this is best for the organization and that's what they're going to do. You know, it's, it's just it's just what it is. You know, Saquon Barkley is from New York. He's from the Bronx. You know what I mean? So he's home. He's home playing football. He's home playing in front of his family and his friends. You know, and, and, and it's not, it hasn't been a better place for him to be. You know, but right now with the way things are going with the organization, you know, you know, being where we are now, it, it might be, you know, best that they did do that. You know. The boogie down. All right. So we mentioned Saquon. Let's hear from him. He spoke this week on the looming trade deadline. No, I mean, that never crossed my mind. Obviously, I've been public and vocal about how I feel about this organization and uh, where I want to be. But like I said, um, knowing the business and seeing that side of it, there's a lot of things that I can't control. So um, sitting here, everyone knows how I feel. No one, Everyone knows I don't want to get traded. Or I mean, I don't think anybody in their right mind would want to get traded anywhere. It's not an easy thing to do. you got to move. I have a family. Uh, I would love to be here. But like I said, it's not in my control. My focus is to be the leader that I can be for the team and try to get this thing on the right track. So whatever the apex of big game 
is for a one in five team, that's what you have today because of what's at stake. You lose. You're staring at this organization uh, with some tough decisions to be made about its roster and trying to flip some of these assets into some picks, and that could include Saquon Barkley on his way out. Uh, and, but if you win, then you gain some confidence, fresh off of what happened last week against the Bills. You beat the Commanders. You got the Jets and Raiders coming up, uh, followed by another game with the Commanders, and then you've got the Patriots. You can talk yourself into there being some type of a pad. I don't see it, but if you're the organization, uh, it's going to create that sense of, you know, what do we do here if they win this game? So a lot to talk about as far as this is concerned. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, hit us up, 800-919-3776. We will preview the entire slate of Week 7 in the NFL. I am Looking forward to what is a juicy matchup tonight. A pair of five and one teams. You got the Dolphins in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. I got a feeling that both Brandon and I are on the same side as far as our our, our actually are in different sides as far as our rooting inches for this game. So we'll talk about that. Chiefs, Chargers, Jets on a bye week. We'll get into their playoff chances uh, as we move through the show. But hit us up on Twitter at Ty D Butler, Brandon Jacobs, twenty seven. Uh, Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, going your way until two o'clock right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, here we go. Sunday, fun day on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, and this portion of the show on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. 800-919-3776. You know uh, us in the media, we love a good uh, play call and duty story. We we eat that we eat that up. So the report today is that... Uh, and this comes courtesy of Pat Leonard. Giants head coach Brian Dable turned back the clock to his days as the Bills' offensive coordinator this week and ran the Giants' offensive meetings with players as he once did in Buffalo, multiple sources told the Daily News. This is the first week Dable has taken this drastic measure. He was not only discussing game strategy and game plan, he was also coaching individual position groups and players on his expectations and adjustments for specific plays in those meetings. And we know the Giants have not scored an offensive touchdown in more than three games. They have been struggling, to say the least, on that side of the ball. Big deal or no big deal, Brandon? Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I mean, if he's taking over those duties, at least the Giants can realize they made a mistake in hiring an offensive coordinator that they hired if if he can't get the job done. I'm not really familiar with who he is and – you know, even his system for crying out loud, but I don't think it's a big deal. They just know they got to go to they got to go to the drawing boards, and because they 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 don't want Coach Dable with 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 so much responsibility as a head coach. You got to you got to run a team. You got to deal with media. You got to deal with you know positions and substitutions and calling plays. A man can only be a man can only take so much. Now that is something that can send us. Uh, you know, you know, just send us on our way packing with our with our head coach doing so much. Having so many different responsibilities, so I mean, I guess it, I guess it, 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 it tells everybody that we hired the wrong person as the offensive coordinator. Well, speaking of the offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka last year, who did after you know 
helping Daniel Jones have a career season, you know, 22 total touchdowns, 3,200 yards, uh, corralled some head coaching interviews. Ultimately, uh, Dable is, was able to retain him as his offensive coordinator. Uh, this week, he talked about the Giants going, how about this, 205 minutes without scoring uh, a touchdown on offense. You know, it's a point of emphasis for us. We need to work to improve that. I think you know it's, it's really everything. You look at our fundamentals, our techniques, look at some of the drives that we went in there, whether it's you know, what's what's stopping us from getting points? Is it, is it penalties? Is it execution? Is it play calling? So you evaluate that. I'm, I'm really critical of myself and all those things, too. So we, we practice it. We talk about it. And so, you know, we had some opportunities. We had five opportunities down there. You know, we weren't able to get into the end zone. But I think it's a step in the right direction. We got some opportunities. Now we got to capitalize on capitalize on them and that's what we're doing today in practice one of those opportunities he just alluded to was you know at the tail end of the first half where Tyrod Taylor no timeouts 14 seconds left they're at the one yard line they run the ball get stopped and we're not able to get three points on the board just because they they, they just screwed up the clock what'd you make of that last week I thought I thought that was absolutely disgusting to watch I was so I was in here I was so mad when I saw that, and I'm like, are you kidding me? 14 seconds on the clock, why not take a field goal? You have no timeouts. Well, why would you run the football? Now, you know, some people were saying that that wasn't the, the coach's call. Tyrod Taylor made that decision. Yeah. He audible. He's been in the league too long, and he knows way better, you know, than to do something like that. So 14 seconds on the clock, why you, you know, and you run a play with no timeouts, you don't have time to line up. And it was so lackadaisical about yeah. about lining up again, like it, like it didn't matter. The lack of urgency after the run play was what really killed me. I don't mind you trying to get a, a, a touchdown there. But throw the ball into the end zone and understand mm-hmm. that as a veteran, you know, quarterback, the amount of time necessary and what's needed to to get off two plays, and the fact that, like you said, they were so nonchalant. I don't know if it, it now when they lose the game the way that they did, you look at that and you say the three points we, we would have been, you know, it would have been favorable for us to have that in our back pocket. But that's just you know an unmitigated disaster. It's it's one that you can't even explain. So it's a bad job by Tyrod Taylor, who once again. We'll get the start today for the New York Giants. 800-919-3776. Let's go to the phone call. Subi in Midtown. Bats lead off on the program. What's up, Subi? Hey, I had a question for, you know, Mr. Jacobs. It's an honor to speak to you. Regarding the uh, Giants playoff Super Bowls runs of the past, was that something, uh, a product of the fact that they had a traditional quarterback like Eli Manning versus all these new running backs like Daniel Jones who doesn't stay in the pocket always and is bound to get hurt. And same thing regarding yourself. You know, you were one of the most powerful running backs and then you had Ahmed Bradshaw. Was that something that can be duplicated in today's NFL? And is that the only way to success for Super Bowl championships? Um, Because I think Daniel Jones doesn't have the skill that Eli has uh, had. And, you know, that's taken for granted, especially now with the fact that we can't find good quarterbacks in New York. That's all I got to say. Well, well, thanks for calling, first of all. And number number one, yes, it could be duplicated in the, in the National Football League now, and the Giants can actually duplicate it. But we had two running backs that were out of this, that, that, that wanted to win, that wanted to see each other, you know, succeed. Right, we had a we had an offensive line that was really good. Every everybody had their goods and bads, you know. Every position group did, you know. It was just we had a six foot five wide receiver that was catching everything. Ran good routes. He'd go up, 
get the ball at its highest point. We had we had guys that can play, man. We had we had guys that cared about their craft. They had guys out there working, you know, before practice and after practice. You know, we had a we had a we had a head coach that didn't really take too much off of us, you know. Um but can that be duplicated? Yeah, because I think in today's football, you know, you know, Coach uh, Dayball is, is 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 a really good coach, and he's a player's coach, in my opinion, from me meeting him and you know being around him. So they got a solid coach that know the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's no reason why the Giants can't do that. Um, but our problem comes up front. Our can, problem comes up front. There's there's he has no time in the backfield. Can I tell you something? I, I want to be completely transparent about what I'm rooting for today. I'm rooting for the Giants to win this game. But I also want to see Tyrod Taylor perform well because the chaos that would ensue if they somehow go from losing competitively against Buffalo where it just looked prettier than it had been you know, the first five weeks of the season to now beating the commanders and the offense is scoring touchdowns. And it could be as simple as you know Saquon's back, so that's the reason why they've improved on that side of the ball. But the like the common fan or like there's going to be a segment of the fan base that's like, well, Daniel Jones, his offense didn't look as good with him understanding. Tyrod Taylor comes back and all of a sudden we're competitive and we're, in a, we're winning football games. So I want to see that type of chaos. That's what I want to see I, because it's coming. If they win this game, if they look fluid on offense and things start happening that you didn't see previously with Daniel Jones under center, fairly or unfairly, you're going to get a portion of this fan base that's like, you know what, I'm good on DJ, even if he's healthy. Let's throw Tyrod Taylor back on, uh, under center next week. Well, we all know that's not going to happen. Tyrod Taylor can get out that thing and go 21 for – he can go 21 for 28, three, three touchdowns with 350 yards. When DJ comes back, he's back to the bench. That's just what it is. It's just what we know. <laughs> They're paying him too much money to watch. Nah, I hear too much money to stand there with a headset. That's not going to happen. But you know, fans, man, they'll, they'll be clamoring for it. I know fans, and I know what they'll do. I know what they'll say. But at the end of the day, 160 million over four years versus a guy who might, who who I don't know what he's making. But even though he's going out winning games, like you know, lighting the fire under the fans and team, and we got momentum now. All of a sudden, with him. I, I just I don't see the Giants making that I don't see the Giants making that decision like well, that. Well, just like I said, media members, we love ourselves a good uh, play calling duty segment. Uh, fans love themselves a, uh, a a good backup quarterback story. That's that's what they do, especially when mm-hmm. the offense is struggling. Let's go to Al in Jersey City. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, I totally disagree with the comment in regards to Dable. Um, taking over the play calling um, being not not important at this at this stage I don't have a bone a bone in the um, I, I don't have any I'm not a Giants fan you know basically but but pretty much I own a couple of businesses and um, if I if I have to go to a job site and my and I actually have to um, pick up the ball where my foreman's you know they they they're supposed to be running the show and they're supposed to be in charge of the situation and if i and if i walk on the job site and i have to do certain things my guys are going to look start looking around they're going to look at each other they're going to look at my foremans because you know th- this isn't you know this isn't the first game this isn't preseason we're 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 a bunch of games into the season so this is showing lack of trust this this, this is the the point where people are sh- should be you know, in the organization is looking at, okay, are you going to be here next year? 
Uh, that's on the table, Alan. I appreciate the call. I think that when you have been as lousy on offense as you've been the 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 first, you know, six weeks of the season, and you have a guy in Brian Dable who literally specializes on that side of the, on that side of the ball, it does create a situation where at any point to notice. He can take over. Like he can be the guy, and we we saw it in, in Dallas, right? Like the Kellen Moore is gone. Mike McCarthy's like, you know, it's my time to take over play calling duties. We see it with the Niners with Shanahan's calling plays. Like it happens around football, uh, but I, I think what makes this quote unquote noteworthy to fans is like for an offense last year that wasn't great. You still saw some creativity. Like, you still saw them find ways to win games and maximize what they had as far as the talent potential on their roster. Whereas this year, it feels like there have been some, some glaring shortcomings. And now, this reeks of desperation that Dable has to come in there and try to save the day and essentially save the season. Well, I'll tell you this most offensive coordinators, and it kind of is a copycat league to some extent, right? Most offensive coordinators have their system, you know. So if Coach Dayball is calling the plays from, and this is not his system that he would have ran when he was at Buffalo, then really, what good is he really doing? You know, he don't know the ins and the outs of the system. You know, just because he's the head coach, that doesn't necessarily mean he he knows that everything is always the little things involved with offense. Like you know, like, you know, like you go and, and let's say we played against Dallas with one year, right? In the week before we played, in 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 the, the week before they played against the Eagles, I think it was, and the Eagles did all this fancy stuff that we had in our repertoire, but we went out and tried to and try to emulate the same thing. But it was a little things like certain things with, like within the scheme that we didn't do, so the system didn't work the same for us. So you know whose system are the Giants running? Coach Dable, you know, like 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 what is it? You know, so you can't just pick up the you just can't pick up the mic and start singing a song to somebody else's song and you don't know all the words. I feel you. 800-919-3776. We'll continue to take your phone calls on the Giants at home today against the Commanders. They've had their number the last couple years. This is a game that, as a fan, you feel like they have to win, but I just wonder long-term, and I'm curious to get Brandon Jacobs' thoughts on this because he's a former player, not a fan. Long-term, is it in the best interest of this organization to win these football games? So we'll talk to y'all at 800-919-3776. Hit us on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 2-7. And we'll cook this thing. Keep it rolling until 2 o'clock right here, 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, here we go. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. It's a football Sunday, so we're all excited. Week 7 of the season. Jets are on a bye. Giants in action today against the Commanders. Diana Rossini reporting the New York Giants are not expected to move Saquon Barkley before the NFL trade deadline per sources. The face of the organization recently expressed his desire to stay in New York. So uh, we had some fun with if they lose this game, is there a fire sale? Particularly if the Giants are approached by, I don't know, a team like Baltimore. We'll give you a second or third round pick for your star running back. He can help us, you know, try to win a Super Bowl. But Diana Rossini reporting he is not going to be moved. It also looks like uh, the inactives today for your New York Giants are Daniel Jones, as expected, and cornerback Adoree Jackson. Meanwhile, in Cleveland, Deshaun Watson expected to make his return to the field today uh, after being shelved for about a month, dealing with that shoulder issue. Uh, He is going to play 
in that game, Browns against the Colts. So there are your injury news. 800-919-3776. David in New York wants to talk to us. What's up, David? Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up? Hey, Brandon, I just want to say thank you, bro. I remember after the first Super Bowl, I saw you down in uh, the airport in New Orleans after Mardi Gras, and you threw that BJ27 chain around my neck, and we took a good picture. Oh, wow. You remember that, Brandon? (laughs) You remember that or not? I do actually. I do actually remember it because I never never run into anybody in New Orleans, ever. Everybody was passed. Everyone was passed out on the floor. I just, you were very nice to me, and I always appreciate that. No problem, man. I, I can't um, find. I think my chain was stolen, man, from from some from from, from a mover. Uh, I think when I think when we were moving, so I took I don't it, got there, it, man. It's gone. I just want to ask, what what do you think the Giants do if they actually win today? I mean, everybody's talking about if they lose, do we pack it up? But what happens if we win? Because we could win this game. Yeah, absolutely, could win. win. I think they should win this game. They've owned the Commanders as of late. Well, we I mean, can win the against the Jets, we can, we can win against the Raiders. I mean, we're not far off. See, I told you. I appreciate the call, Dave. I told you, Brandon. <laughs> didn't I, yo, I said this 20 minutes ago. I, I said, I said, if the Giants win this game, all we're going to hear on this station from Giant fans is how they're not that far off. That took 20 minutes. So well, he, honestly, he beat me to it. He right, beat my prediction. I, I'm telling well, you, bro. Honestly, well, honestly with the numbers and the way they go and the way things in the season this is with the amount of games left in the season they're not wrong by thinking the Giants could still make this run what they're forgetting is the is is the is the the execution that has to happen in order for this to for, for them to make it can they execute on offense and defense and special teams to pull these wins in week in week out right so with the Giants when you know you know winning this game is going to put everything back on a positive side everyone's going to be smiling Everyone's going to be happy, you know, knowing that, you know, looking at the rest of the schedule. Now, the rest of these games, the Giants are playing so bad right now, the rest of these games aren't easily winnable (laughs) by no stretch of imagination because I'm just going to be honest. I don't want to be biased and say something crazy, but the Giants are are on the same level of the rest of these teams that we have to play throughout the NFL from from now to the end. So none of them is just you can look at it and say, we're going to win this game, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's not like we're the Kansas City Chiefs or something. We're having problems within our football team. We're having problems with penalties and and having problems executing. Look like some guys don't know where they're going, don't know where they're blocking. You know, like we got to get some of this stuff right first before we talk about anything else other than you know, winning this game today. The audacity of a fan rooting for a team that today has the worst point differential in all of football at minus 96. And it's not even close. There's only one team with fewer wins than the Giants, and that's Carolina, who's still winless. The fact that you have it in you to call up a radio station and say, oh, yeah, I think we're not that far because X amount of games are winnable. I think it's ludicrous, but it goes to the point that I said, man, like what makes this league so fun, what makes it so like exciting is it's week to week. We overreact to to everything that happens. So you can go from last week thinking, man, it's over. We're about to get stomped out by the Bills to just seven days later, Dave calling up saying, yo, I think we can still make the playoffs. It's it's crazy. But that's what's going to happen if they win this game today. And especially if they do it in a way that's convincing. Not not just on some, like, walk-off field goal. But if they go hand it to the commanders, you're going to be like, man, they came in, they were 3-3, three and three, 
You know, Sam Howell has actually been playing not terribly. I get their offensive line is surrendering the most sacks in football, but they've got some weapons with uh, Brian Robinson, with Gibson, uh, Terry McLaurin. Like the, the, you, the Giant fan is going to be able to talk themselves into this being some type of a turnaround if they find a way to win this game. Andrew nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Strong Island and talk to Sharif. What's up, Sharif? Hey, what's up? No, not Long Island, Staten Island. <laughs> oh, I thought my bad. I read that wrong. I thought that was uh, I thought it was Long Island. My fault. <laughs> no worries. I just thought it would be funny. Um, look, I just don't understand one. You know, going back to that Bills game, why the Giants always make the field so small at the goal line? And I don't know why it is. It seems like a lot of NFL teams do the same thing. Like, me, personally, you know, first half, you got 11 seconds left to the to the half. You spread it out. You got three wide receivers spread out. You got shotgun. You got Barkley. You either, you know, you pitch the ball to Barkley. You run to the left or to the right. And you run to, you know, he has lanes. He, he could go into the end zone. Or he could just run out of bounds. You, get, you kick a field goal. That's one. Two, you know, um... At the end of the game, Waller, you know, even though they didn't call it, he, he didn't make any, any signs of, like, jumping up. Like, he's pulling me. Uh, uh, the coach for the Giants, you know, he takes off his headset, throws it to the side. No, no screaming at the referees, no, nothing. Um, and, and I'm a Giants fan. Everybody has to be realistic. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right. He, he's, you got to be realistic. Appreciate the call. Um, uh, it's... <laughs> It's 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 fun though. It's like it's fun to engage in that back and forth because you know me like personally as far as like the show and the station. I want to see the Giants, you know, not be eliminated. I want to see them make a little bit of a run next week. I'm obviously rooting for them for them to lose because they play my football team. But for them to just be completely out of it takes the fun out of this whole thing. So just as a as a talk show host, as a fan of football, someone living in New York taking up some space. I would like to see them, you know, get this win today and, and keep themselves relevant and interesting. You know what? <clears throat> I want to say this. I've always been dealing with this. Uh-oh. Um, it's easy to say, you know, I understand football. I know football, right? And a lot of fans know what they see, right? But don't actually know what goes into what they're asking to be done, right? So with that being said, spread spread them out. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a... I'm not opposed to them throwing the ball down on the goal line last week. I'm not opposed to them doing it, but you don't do it from the spread. What, you're going to run everybody on crossers? There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. They had the ball right there. They had 15 yards of field, uh, 12 yards of field, if you want to say, with the end zone. You don't come out in the spread. And, and, and you know, what? I don't think that would have made any sense. Now, I run some play action and dump the ball out to the flats a little bit. Yeah, I probably would have done something like that. But to spread it out and, and 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 to do that, it's the hardest place to score on the field is that is down on the goal line, bar none. It's the hardest place to get into the. But if zone. you got Brandon Jacobs on your team, yeah. What if you what if you got Brandon Jacobs on your team, and and even sometimes I didn't get in. Like everybody want to make it seem like I was, I was probably ninety six percent, you know. But I didn't get in. You know, you know, four percent of the time I didn't get in, man. And it, it, like I said, it was hard to get in. Down as long there. as you're getting in ninety six percent of the time, that's a success. Absolutely, a lot of people I, can't I, get I in that much. I agree. I have problems against Philly, getting in against Philly all the time. I still punched it in, but sometimes it took two or three down. Punching it in—that's a little aggressive, man. Yeah, well, I punched it in, and Coach Coughlin, Coach Gilbride <laughs> stuck with me. First time, nope. <laughs> Second time, nope. You know he's standing the scratch, you know, you know, scratching his head. Hell, let's go at him again. Third time, yes, I had problems getting in. That's that's one of the hardest places to get in the end zone. 
You have problems getting in. I love it. 800-919-3776. Noel is in the car. What's up, Noel? Hey, guys. What's going on? Um, happy Sunday. Just on the way to church with my daughter. You know, I'm a uh, zealous Jets fan, but we have no game today. So, Wait, you're uh, on your way to church or on your way home from church? Going, going, that's going, a late, going. That's a late start. Yeah, we got two services. Oh, so okay. Shout out to uh, Trinity Christian Center in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yes, sir. Anyway, yes, sir. Listen, listen. First of all, I, I played football uh, Division One level. I'm, I'm about the same size as Brandon. Brandon, I got to give you props, man. Like, it's not easy to do what you did at your size at, at the highest level. Uh, so I just want to give you props, man. And if, when I get off, if you can talk about, you know, what it was like going through the hole at 6'3", 250, you know, 260. You're probably more 260 with your legs and what it was like. But I just want to talk about the, the, the Giants real quick. The Giants... Nobody's talking about this, but I, I really do think what they pulled with Saquon Barkley at the beginning of the year, a uh, hard line negotiating a guy who gave his heart and soul to the community and to the team, uh, and, you know, how it kind of set off the attitude or mentality of the team, right? Nobody I – I don't see anybody going above and beyond on this team. And it, it might have set people off and a lot of the other teammates. When you, when you walk into a room, I don't care what you say, and you know by far you're the, you're the highest-producing player on that team. Don't tell me about, you know, fair market value, anything. And, 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 and the quarterback just got $40 million a year. All these D-linemen are getting these big contracts. And you walk in, it, it, there's something about that that I think when he got hurt this, this, this year, he was like, you know what, I'm not rushing anything. And it's so salt on the wound that Jonathan Taylor comes in and gets $14 million a year, a $42 million contract. You know, so I don't see people really busting it on the Giants right now. I wanted to get you guys' feedback on that and, and what you might think as well. Thank you, guys. I'll Appreciate say the call. you guys in church as well. I'll do that, man. Appreciate the call, Noel. Enjoy the church service. Uh, what, what you got, BJ? Well, first I want to tell them thank you because it was not easy going in there doing what I did week in, week out, being the size and the height that I am. I couldn't get as low as a lot of people. Um, but my, But when I was low, I was still higher than everybody. But the thing is, I had the force behind me still. Um... So yeah, it, it wasn't easy to, to to be able to perform over throughout nine years, uh, being like being this height, um, and it's going and, and going to Saquon. I mean, it's it's no man. The Giants, Giants. I mean, not not a lot of people know. You know, number one is going to pay a running back, right? Mm -hmm. Like that. Not a lot of teams. Um, the Giants, for one, there's never been a team to just dump out some some bread on a running back position. Um. You know, like you know, like some team like Dallas have with Zeke. You know, uh, Carolina when they first paid McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey yep. You know, Jonathan and, and Taylor that, just got paid by the Colts. Jonathan Taylor just got paid by the Colts. Uh, but you know, when Zeke got his money some years ago, three years ago, I think it was. Uh, I knew. Yeah. I knew right then, and when Elvin Kamara got his, I knew right then that it was going. It was going to be really hard for us to. To content to to keep Saquon, um, me the knowing the value? Giants, me knowing the Giants and, and what they do, you know, me knowing how the rest of the league has felt about paying running backs anything. I know once they once those guys got their money, I knew it was going to be hard for us to 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 keep Saquon. And I I will say like the Giants have to be feeling stronger about their conviction and not paying him just because. I mean, he's missed, what, he missed three games this year. 
And that was like something that you had to be concerned about. It wasn't just the fact that, you know, you don't pay running backs as they get older. We've seen with Saquon, when he's on the field, he's one of the best weapons in football. There's no question about that. Great leader. You know, teammates love him. Fan base adores him. But the, one of the biggest question marks is his availability. And we saw that come to fruition this year. Part of the reason why the Giants were you know, struggling to the degree that they were was because they didn't have him on the field. And that's been something he's dealt with all throughout his career. So I, they got it right not paying him. Like as, as sad as it is to say, and I don't want to blame him for getting hurt, and I want to see guys get paid. I want to see them get their money because he's a special player. It's just that they got it right. They really did. And I don't think they're going to end up paying him going forward because they're, they're now seeing that they got it right. Well, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say they got it right. Because, I'm, I'm going to say they got it right because he missed the games, right? But it's so much wrong with this football team where Saquon Barkley can't be the savior. Mm-hmm. Even, he, even he, can't, he can't be the savior because there's so much we but need. But isn't that the point, um, Brandon, that like in a, in a sport where you're restricted because of a hard salary cap, and you see that there are a bevy of holes that you need to fix. That can't just come via the draft. Like that's going to come through free agency, trades, or, or, or whatever the case may be. Paying big time money to this guy, knowing you still have an abundance of holes to fill, I just don't think is a recipe for success as far as the health of this organization going forward. We'll continue to talk about that uh, coming up next. Got to hit a quick break here. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, keep it locked right here on ninety-eight seven ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. There we go. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going to 2 o'clock. Quick question for you, Brandon. When it comes to, like, restaurants and, you know, going out, are you a good tipper? Yeah, man, absolutely. You show love? Absolutely, I do. I show love. I I show, I'm going to say, I'm a minimum 20% guy, right? Okay, that's that's pretty my, good. Yeah, but if my server have like a great personality, because I like to shoot shots at my server, like you know, <laughs> I, I I keep them on their feet. When you say shoot shots, you don't mean flirting. You just no 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 oh, okay. no 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 no. I say crazy stuff. Shooting shot means like no 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 not like that. Okay, like, I, not even like I'm talking about like men and women who's ever serving my table. Okay, I got you. But just if they got any kind of personality, I laugh at a joke or two, you know, just be, you know, outgoing with the table. They could get 21 at 22 percent, maybe 23 percent, just depend on their 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 attitude and demeanor. So is there a because so you said minimum 20 percent is minimum that 20%. meaning like there's no chance that like even if you're dreadful, you're not going down from 20 percent. You're still getting the 20 percent regardless of you know what the service quality is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give them the 20 percent. And while I'm writing it down on the receipt, I'm going to say, OK, I'm giving you 20 percent <laughs> because that's just the way I am. But you were god awful. Like, <laughs> we sat here. Our drinks, you know, we we needed drinks. You know, we only we got our drinks refilled like twice. Um, you know, my wife dropped a fork on the floor, and it took you 15 minutes to get another one for her. Her food was cold, like that. But 20 percent is the going rate, so I'm gonna give it to you. But you were not good. So you're a great person to bring this to the table uh, to it. You know, no pun intended. I, I'm at Sweet Greens yesterday, and like this is a fast food, healthy salad place. Mm-hmm. And that awkward encounter happens when you get to the cash register and you're paying for it 
and the screen prompts you to leave a tip. So you, so the minimum is like you know five percent and ten per fifteen percent. But in my mind. Like, I just don't feel like in this exchange, you did anything to warrant a tip. Like, this isn't a restaurant. You didn't sit there and provide me service. You made a salad bowl for me. So I just hit 1%, and I noticed that immediately the energy of the person serving me changed. Like, there was not even a... Usually, there's an acknowledgement. Like, oh, thank you so much. She just said, all right, enjoy your day. And I felt like she might have been offended by the fact that I didn't tip her. But in that situation, should I have been more generous? All you're doing is making salad. No, I'm with you on that. I'm talking about sitting down in a restaurant, you know, uh, having dialogue with, like, in the restaurant. That's when I tip. I'm not tipping at a place. I'm standing in line. You make a salad for me. I stand here and I pay for it and I leave. I'm not tipping you at all. I'm not giving you 1%. I'm not giving you anything because <laughs> you did something you were supposed exactly. to do. You're supposed to make my salad. Now, if you want me to get back there and make it on my own, I could do that too. But you're back there doing it and, and, and nah, like, nah. <laughs> yeah, what uh, are we doing? It's the same yeah, thing. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. How about like gas stations? Because I always feel awkward there too. It's like, you're like, first of all, I don't like you to pump my gas. But there are some places where you go to where it's like they, they have to do it for you. But Dude. what, like... I, I like I have my, to tip you to pump. I, 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 gas is already yes. expensive, and I, there's no disrespect. It's nothing personal. I just don't see that this is a situation that calls for me to give you a tip. Yo, listen, my wife and I was just talking about this a couple of days ago when we were living in Jersey. She said she didn't like it either. She didn't want to have to deal with some man coming up to her window to pump gas, and she she said she she didn't like that. While me, I'm like, dude. I thought it was the most convenient thing in the world. You pull up to the gas tank, you, you pull up to the gas thing, and man walks up to you, asking you what you want, give him your credit card. He shoots it in there, he puts the gas in, and you leave. It's the best thing in the world. And from new, from November on, is the absolute best thing in the world. When it's cold outside, you're saying? Yes. From I'm November tipping, to I'm, like March. Uh, yeah, it's cold out. I'm not getting out of the car. It's great. I'm going to crack my window. I'm going to give him my card. Say, hey, 93 octane, bro. <laughs> Take that. And uh, yeah, no, nah, I was good. I'll hand him a, whatever I'm going to tip him. I'll hand him. I hand it to him out the window, keep my car. So what are we talking, you know? like $5? Because now we, this goes from being a $93 exp- dollar experience to na- we're, we're hitting the $100 mark or damn near. Yeah, yeah. Just think about it, man. I'm not sure how much those guys get paid, but you gotta commend somebody for standing yeah. out there in pumping 20 gas. degree weather yeah. pumping gas. You think he wants to do that? Yeah, you don't want to do that. See, I, I see. This is why I come to you uh, to learn more about etiquette and how I should be uh, moving about getting gas and then you know restaurants and all because restaurants I, I, I'm good at tipping but when it comes to the whole like you know you just made my salad I was just confused as to yeah, I'm with you I gotta say, I'm with you there though 800-919-3776 let's get back to the football the Jets are on a bye week we'll also you know get back to the Giants as well but I want to talk about this team and their playoff chances Brandon Jacobs called me after the game last week so we got to recap that Todd Butler and BJ going until 2 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN